our fireside chat with uh, my new friend and fun guest here, Chuck Liddell. Thank you for having me. Well, this is number 250, and we're going to talk about Chuck's life and just the journey he's day, been on. Day before my birthday, too. Day before birthday present, uh, 51 yeah. years old. Yeah. Big five one, yeah. and but you're looking sharp. You're staying in the gym. I'm staying. I'm staying working out. Yeah, trying to get trying to get back in shape, pretty much. <laughs> I get back from. I took some time, and I, I mean, I was. Uh, I had a couple of surgeries to all wear and tear. Right. You know, just you know, knees my, or shoulders or what? Knee, my knee and my oh, well, I got I got stem cells from my shoulder that worked out really well. Actually, uh, that's wear and tear. But I also had my neck. Mm. I uh, had a neck issue with my. Um, it was. Like worn out, so it was sliding and tapping my spine. So that didn't that didn't that didn't help much. With I, you know, balance balance and coordination was a little off. So, but we got that fixed and everything's uh, yeah going well. Your new the new improved model. Yeah, new new and improved. Ready yeah, to go. Ready that's to right. go again. And for those who don't know Chuck Liddell, um, we got uh, a clip here from back in UFC '79. Chuck Liddell and Will Land. How do you say his name? Well, uh, Vanderlei Silva is what we. What I was Vanderlei, Wanderlei, somewhere on Wanderlei now, but I don't know. I go with Vander, Vanderlei Silva. Yeah, but you guys were uh, swapping some sweat and uh, getting with it there. Yeah, How, yeah, how'd we, that fight go? There's a lot of buildup to that. Oh, it was, was it was a great fight. I mean, I, I wish we could have had the two more rounds. Like if it was today, because it, it would have been. I think they would have made it a five rounder, and I think the fans would have loved it. I think both of us. Would have loved to have those extra rounds to try to knock each other out, but yeah. it was a good fight, and it, it, you know it was a long time coming. You know it would have been, I think it would have been better when when we were when we were fighting for a title like back when we, there was talk about when he was Pride champion and I was UFC champion of having us fight each other, and it didn't happen. But uh, it would have been nice to get that together. Yeah. So um, we're going to get to some of these fights and different things, but we're going to back up and just want people to know this is the version that they know. This is the version that before you and I got to know each other that, hey, I knew the tough UFC guy with the mohawk. That's all I knew about Chuck Liddell. But the journey, I mean, to to get to that place, we want to back up and, and look at that a little bit. And uh, Where'd you grow up, Chuck? I grew up in Santa Barbara. Mm -hmm. Born and raised in Santa Barbara. Um, my grand grandparents grew I mean, I grew up we lived with my grandparents uh, when when I was eight, and lived there for the rest of my uh, high school career, I guess, or school career. Yeah. So. Now you told me a, a great story about going to school, and uh, um, bullies that picking on you. And, oh yeah. And when I was really young, I mean, I I was going to going to school. We lived in uh, 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 we lived in uh, I went to Franklin uh, Elementary School, I guess, uh, and then. And I was getting picked on. I was, uh, you know, I was getting uh, beat up a bunch, and kids were take actually taking my lunch money, which is kind of funny. I mean, it was, <laughs> that's not that old taking your lunch money story. Yeah, um, but it was a real thing. It was a real thing. I think, but you know, I wouldn't give it to them. I made them. I look back and I go, man, I wouldn't give it to them. I made them take it every time. Um, but I wouldn't fight back. And the, the principal actually back, you know, nice, nice principal back then were glad they were a little more. Uh, um, lenient with uh, defending yourself back then um, but he actually came up and asked me well why why aren't you fighting back and and I said my mom said I can't I'm not allowed to and so they, they brought my mom in and he brought my mom in and actually talked to my mom mm -hmm. and uh, and and explains yeah I know I like the, the nonviolent thing I like what you're doing but you need to let this kid defend himself I can't watch him every every second of the day like it's He's getting picked on, and you know you gotta let him let him defend himself. Yeah. And uh, so my mom said, "Okay, you can you can't start a fight, but you can finish it." Mm -hmm. And took me to my grandfather and had me start training. Started teaching me how to box a little bit, a little street fighting stuff. Yeah. Um, I grew. He grew up pretty. He was from Brooklyn and kind of grew up a little tough. So he, he was. A, it was a couple. Some of the stuff they taught me was kind of funny, but it was. But he was teaching me since I was a kid how to fight and. Um, yeah, and I just started defending myself, and, and you know, I did pretty well at that. So yeah, got, got really into it. But. And one thing led to another, and you get to. Um, well, I, I I went from there. Like I think I I think that's part of me. I started fighting, defending myself, and I started. I always started protecting other people too. Like I didn't like other people being hurt. Mm -hmm. Like I didn't like people being picked on because I knew what it felt like. 
Yeah. You know, so I didn't really like that at all. So I, it bothered me uh, more than most, I guess. Mm -hmm. So I, I, but then I like to fight. So mm -hmm. it was kind of like a, it was a win-win. I get to protect a guy and I get to fight. Yeah. So it was nice. And I got it, I was really, um, used to watch Kung Fu Theater. And during the middle of Kung Fu Theater, there was always, there's these demonstrations of karate, mm -hmm. like martial arts demonstrations and there guys breaking boards and doing yeah. crazy stuff, right? And I would, you know, I looked at it and I'm like, you know so what? So Chuck Norris, Bruce Lee. I, mean, I, I, I don't, I don't even remember who the guys were who they were okay. doing. I just remember they were, they were these things, you know, doing these crazy cool things, things, you yeah. know. And yeah. and you know, I begged my mom to teach me, uh, let me go get join karate and do do karate and do stuff. And I actually, um, I even got the, you know, I got the book out of, out of the library. I'm sitting there trying to teach myself how to do now. <laughs> Try, if you've never done martial arts at all, and you're trying to learn it from a book, is that the way Absolutely to go? <laughs> no chance. At least I didn't. I couldn't. I, I you was couldn't get, I got, I got nowhere you couldn't close. Get the cheese. <laughs> I could, couldn't get anywhere close. Like when I looked at books after, you know, I've been doing martial arts for a while. Yeah. It was easy to kind of figure out the, how they're doing the moves and what, and kind yeah. of play with them a little bit and figure it out. Uh -huh. But before that, no, no chance. I was everything was wrong. Um, but you know, I begged my mom for about two years, mm -hmm. and she finally, you know. Um, actually, we went by this Kempo school three times in Santa Barbara. It, in Santa Barbara, and it was closed mm -hmm. when the off open hours were open. It was supposed to be open, and it was closed th like three different times. I think it was, or two or three times. And I'm, I'm on the, we were walking home, and on the way home, we actually ran walked across walked by this traditional karate school. It was called Koi Khan Karate Do, and I'm, we decided to walk in there, and they sold us a year membership, and. Uh, I started doing martial arts. I started doing karate. And you were how old? And I was 12 years old. 12. And and, and they're, they're an old school style. They teach, it's really, um, you know, it's like a really like, okay, go show you a move. Go to that 500 times on each side and we'll come back and look at it and see what we gotta do to adjust it and then maybe teach you something new if, you, okay. if you're ready. And I was, there's hard styles and then there's soft styles. It's more of a hard style karate, and, style. And, and but it was a lot of repetition, a lot of and a lot of discipline, like a lot of like, okay, go do go there and work on that right now, and sit there and do do it over and over, reverse and over. punch, reverse punch, do it over and over. And for me, like I was not, I was really kind of an ADD kid. I, you know, one of those people, my friends say like, man, you're like a shark. If you stop moving, you'll die. Mm -hmm. Like I'm, I'm always moving, always right. moving around. So that was actually. It really taught me how to focus. You know, it helped me get used because I wanted it so bad. I wanted to learn. Mm -hmm. But in this style, like, uh, they have a big attrition rate at about three to six months because I think that's when, when you figure out, you go in you know, three to three, six months, you figure out that they're, they're not going to get wave a magic wand and you're going to be able to kick everybody's ass. Mm -hmm. But, you know, you're not going to be able to beat everyone up if they wave a wand. Well, if they wave a wand and you're going to show you some magic moves and you're not going to be able to beat There's no magic moves. Yeah. You learn that, hey, what gets you there is hard work. Mm -hmm. And for me, like a lot, a lot of people at that point, just, ah, I don't want to do that. That's mm -hmm. hard work. Yeah. <laughs> I just wanted to be, learn. I wanted to be able to be a badass. Yeah. You know. And then, so I. But to me, I said, wait, wait. So if I work hard, I can be better than that guy. I can get better. I can pass that guy that's better than me now. I can get better than him. It sounds pretty cool. Like that became my passion was to learn more and get better and be able to. To beat more people, yeah. like be able to beat more. And is it helpful because you go, hey, brown belt, uh, you know, all the different belts, uh, because each one's an increment of. I, I think that, that progress that, or not. I think you that didn't really care about that. I didn't. I, I, the only thing I cared about is that meant I, that meant I got to do something new. Uh -huh. Like because it, it was kind of like once you get your green belt, then I, now you can spar. Mm -hmm. You can do this, and now you can do this. Now mm -hmm. you got the, on your brown belt. Now you're allowed to go to this and do this. Okay. So that for me was the difference. Like I, I didn't. I, me being able to beat people sparring was what mattered to me. Mm -hmm. Like I want to be. I want to. I sit there and I love sparring. I love training. I sit there. I sit there and I bring my bag in. I'd sit there. And it was like an open, open mat. Most like that's how they did their training. Was they had some couple. Of, Conditioning classes, but they but they, it was an open mat basically. So I just come in, and I'd sit there, and I you know wait and wait for people. Hey, you want to spar later? Okay, yeah. I'd warm up and, and I'd warm up and spar, and then I'd, mm -hmm. if I you know during the summers I just sit there all day, just mm -hmm. waiting for people to work out with. Um, but yeah, so that that kind of that kind of joined the martial arts, and that got me my love of martial arts was something that stuck with me through all the way up through high school and. I, you know, I go to wrestling practice, and I'd still go 
to, I go to martial arts afterwards. Mm-hmm. You know, I go to a wrestling meet if I had time. I'd go to go to I go to practice after. Yeah. Um, I, I I just wanted to learn. I practiced whenever I could. And so you started wrestling high school, like freshman. Uh, my when? sophomore year in high school. Actually, okay. my actually that was funny too. I just kind of was thinking like our football coach said, "Well, what do you?" What, what other sports are you doing? I'm like, um, I'm playing baseball. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, you're wrestling. Because I didn't have a winter sport. So mm-hmm. I was like, okay, so you wrestling. played football, though, too. I played, I played football, and then it, at, for, my football coach required us to do um, uh, wrestling mm-hmm. for, you know, conditioning, conditioning off season, everything. Yeah. And so I, end up, I ended up just liking wrestling. So I started wrestling, and it actually. Mm-hmm. Well, and worked out for me. I mean, the I, reason why I actually eventually I went to Cal Poly because I wanted to do um, both football and wrestling. Okay. But after a year of, to be honest, after a year of doing all, both yeah. for, for a lot of time. Um, what were you playing in football? What position did you play uh, in? Middle, well, in, in high school, I played uh, center and outside linebacker. Okay. I played middle linebacker in college. Okay. Did you get go to school on a scholarship, or you just walked on? Um, I, I well, they they knew I was coming. They, I got a, and, but uh, I was I I was on a uh, I, I had to do well a part between for wrestling and the wrestling got me in there. Okay, so and, it was more of a scholarship for yeah. wrestling. Yeah, it was more for wrestling. Mm-hmm. They got me in, and and um, and the and football I came on and I, I was playing because mm-hmm. I wanted to do both. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I went through for a year, went all the way through spring ball. I'm a, I'm a second string coming out of spring ball, a spring ball but um, I, I, I got a motorcycle accident during the summer and then just decided, made, kind of made the decision, like I really wasn't, so I wasn't able to come back early enough in, in, in the summer. And I kind of made the decision just, what, do I want to stay in football or do I want to go to wrestling? Because it, it was kind of one or the other I was going to stick with because I was kind of going to cut weight for wrestling, mm-hmm. put weight on for football, and that really wasn't going to work very right. well. Yeah. And so I, I stuck with wrestling, which turned out to be a good choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah very good, yeah, choice. Yeah, yeah, good choice. So you're a freshman in, in college wrestling. What weight are you wrestling when you're a freshman? I wrestled 77s, 177s, and then, well, I went down to 67s for a short short. You dropped ten, yeah. Um, for but it was uh, I, I I wrestled I think two or three matches and my coach said put the weight back on. Yeah, you're, you're, you're killing yourself and you're not going to do it. Yeah, I I don't think it was. I think I could have done it. And I could have stayed there, but you know we only had I only had to make that season. I only had to make weight a couple more times, but it, you know, coach decided that for me that I, I wasn't going to going to do it. So yeah, uh, I guess it was. I had no choice. So. You could eat some more. Yeah. My brother was a wrestler, so yeah. I mean, he was always sucking weight, and then he played football, and he had put it back on, and and uh, yeah. just back and forth all the time. Yeah, yeah. I, I ended up at nineties. I think my senior, my senior year. One of those. Yeah. I think it was, what you were wrestling. Yeah. So. Mm-hmm. But. But you were wrestling and continuing doing. Uh, even so, is the. Uh, Dojo uh, close to Cal Poly. I mean, no, how, no. Could you actually, keep that going I, I, with I your actually karate? started in. Uh, I start, I just kept doing different kinds of things. I do. I did join that Key Jiu Jitsu Club. Um, I did uh, the Korean Martial Arts Club, and I and I went to that one because I, there was a hard hard style karate club up there, but they a shore and real one, and but they had they you basically had to just start over. So okay. I was a black belt. And they wanted me to start over. I had to oh. start over with, which is fine. Mm-hmm. Which I, which actually the Korean martial arts club, they said you have to start over with the, your forms and your technique stuff. But, but if you want to do the sparring with the black belts and the and the higher belts, you could spar still. They were gonna mm-hmm. let me. They were gonna give me an ex- exemption to spar. So right, I'm like, because you had a black belt. Yeah. yeah. So I'm perfect. I, I don't mind doing that. I don't mind. I don't mind learning something new. Mm-hmm. And as long as I got to still play. What was the different subtleties between the Korean karate and uh, punching styles, or? Well, there's or, a lot of differences. I mean, there, I mean, but there's, there's there's people come at you different ways, different movements. But I'd always done like actually one of the things I did when I was growing up mm-hmm. um, was was against the rules mm-hmm. back then. But uh, on Fridays was was kata day at, at our gym, and I'd come in for the shortest amount of time and do kata, and then I'd drive down to this career, this kung fu uh, school that had open sparring. Okay. They had boxers come in there, guys from taekwondo, guys from all sorts of different karate styles. Mm-hmm. 
um, or martial arts styles, and I, I was able to come in there and, and spar with a lot of different people. And when you start seeing different looks, different people coming at you different ways, they're not all coming at you with the same style. They're yeah. Not, it's not always... Yeah. It makes it, you more versatile. It makes you... And yeah. And it makes you adapt a little more. It makes you... Makes you think a little more, and it makes you work, and and so I I enjoy doing that. I, I do that every week, so mm-hmm. so I, I go there, and and, and I learned a lot. Mm-hmm. You learn a lot because that way you're you're more more prepared for people to come at you in in different ways other than the people that you that you fight with every day at the gym. Yeah, yeah. Because you, know, you know, not everyone's going to punch you that way. They don't don't want to throw it off. Yeah. You know, there's moves you can get caught with if you never when you're surprised like. Even when, like, when I first started doing kickboxing, like I, I remember throwing spinning back kicks, and guys like didn't, guys just had a strict Muay Thai background wouldn't be ready. Like, they didn't know what I was doing. I thought I was doing. I hit him with it, and they open up and they hit him right in the right in the body with it, and it, it worked great. Yeah, because <laughs> they weren't expecting that. They weren't expecting me to throw it. Yeah. So. Uh, so you're in college. You're going to Cal Poly, and back. This is. Of the fireside chat, this is issue 250, and I think it was back like 187. Um, uh, Pastor Rob, he had on John Hackleman, and oh, and so somewhere in here, you guys meet. How'd that go down? What? Oh. How, how'd that come about? Well, because um, it's really going to change the direction and the future of your life, both of you, in a big way. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it. it you know, it's a funny thing how weird things happen and yeah. things fall fall together. Um, the long version of this story. Now, I started. Alfie Alcaraz was a, wrestled with me as a one eighteen pounder at Cal Poly, yeah. and he's from Vegas. And he okay. he came and, and he he was interested in learning karate. And I was teaching him how to kick and do stuff. He's done some boxing when he was younger, mm-hmm. and he was really interested in that and got into it. When he went back to Vegas um, and stopped, stopped wrestling and went back to Vegas, he he was like, you know, I want to compete. Like I want to or I want to keep doing this. And I. And he was looking for an instructor, looking at me and asking me questions. And, and, and from people he talked to and, and talking to me, he picked um, Nick. I, I didn't know him, but I just hearing about him, I thought it sounded good. Nick one kick, Blomgren, which he wound up being his trainer. And, and they started training together, and, and he started kickboxing. So he started competing in kickboxing. I went and saw him in L.A. one time. And, mm-hmm. and, um, so I had gone out. To, I was going out to see him fight in Vegas. Mm-hmm. Now this is going to jump ahead of when I met John right before that. So, okay. But the week before that, I met John, so I, I never know which way to tell the story first. <laughs> but so I will track with you either but, way. But here, so I go, so I went out to Vegas yeah. to go, and then we'll, we'll flash back to when I met okay. John. I go out to Vegas and I and I'm going to watch him fight, and I go to his weigh-ins because we're, we're friends. I came out there to see him. We're at the weigh-ins and I'm waiting. And Nick comes over to me and he goes, hey, Alfie says you're pretty tough. Do you want to fight tomorrow night? And I kind of thought about it for a second. I'm, sure, why not? Let's do it. Mm-hmm. All right, cool, I can fight. Mm-hmm. I, love, I love fighting, right? Yeah. So, perfect. And, um, and he goes, uh, well, that's, uh, uh, let's go weigh in. So I got to weigh in. So I go to weigh in, and the commission's looking at him like, uh, and asked me like how many fights I had. I'm like, none. I'm like, uh, and they're like, looked at Nick like, no official what? fights. You've had lots of sparring. Yeah, lots oh, of yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. But we're not talking street fight. We're, we're talking kickboxing right. matches. They yeah, asked specifically, me specifically. Like, yeah, they, they didn't ask. I mean, I am I like uh, like in the ring? Like, <laughs> none. Mm-hmm. And they looked at Nick like, come on, man, you can't yeah. pull this guy off the street and have him fight your main event. It was yeah. gonna be, he was gonna put me on the, oh, main, the main event. event. <laughs> he was like, I was fifteen and zero or something. Like, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, come on. Uh, they're like, come on, and and. And so I was actually kind of disappointed that I wasn't going to get to fight. And he kind of talked to me and said, well, you know what? If you go home and train, mm-hmm. I'll put you on my next card. Next time I throw a show, I'll, I'll get someone for you. You can, yeah. you can have your first fight. Now, flashback a week before that, there had been a Koikon school opened up where I, in San Luis Obispo where mm-hmm. I was going to school. Mm-hmm. And I went in every once in a while, but it wasn't. I was training with other people and doing other things. I wasn't really training with them much. But they had some guy coming in to spar. With some black belt from the prison that works up at the prison to come in, to come in the spar, and I'm like, and they called me up, hey, can you come and spar with this guy? Because they want, they wanted someone that could beat him, mm-hmm. right? So they need someone, and I, you know, I, I, so they they called me. Mm-hmm. So I come in, and we're we're sparring, and now we did like uh, it was more karate type, like we weren't, we didn't, we although we in our my style we do a lot of full contact stuff, we were doing more point style, like it was more like a 
kind of hard fighting with, but with no real headshots, with like point point shots, like scoring a point, but not really. Um, and then we did some wall training where you get back against the wall and the guy fights. Uh, and you know, I think I took him down a couple times doing certain things, but other than that, you know, it was you know, I thought he beat me up pretty good. Mm. Or he, he, he beat me, not beat me this up. Not beat me up. There's John yeah. Hackleman. Yeah. So the, that it turned out it was John Hackleman. So yeah. he 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 outpointed me. I felt mm-hmm. like you know, and afterwards, you know, we're in the in the office and they were going like, "Hey, man, you really kicked that guy's butt." You know, mm-hmm. like you really kicked that guy's. Mm-hmm. I'm like, "What fight were you watching?" Mm-hmm. Like I, yeah. I mean, it was outpointing me right and left. I don't know what you're talking about, but okay, whatever. Yeah. But I went in the back and I talked to him, and and he's like, "Yeah, you know, if you want to train anytime, he handed me a card." Mm-hmm. So now we go back. To, I'm coming, driving home from Vegas because I drove out to Vegas to see it. I see Alfie's fight. I'm driving back and I'm thinking about, oh, well, I'm gonna gotta go train and gonna, you know I'll come back and fight. Yeah, it's gonna you be get cool. on the card. And I'm next. like, wait. And I'm like, oh yeah, I got that guy's card and it said, well, champion kickboxer on it. Mm-hmm. Like, or, like I'm all perfect. So I'll I'll go train with I'll go train with this guy. I'll call him up. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like. I'm like, because he said, come train with him. So I called him up. He said, yeah, come on up. So I mm-hmm. came up, and mm-hmm. I came there, and I went to his house. And you go in there, and, and they, we drove up this long driveway, and then I get to his house, and you walk up these big steps, and then you get up, and this 800, I think 800-square-foot, like, room that he had a couple of bags hanging and mm-hmm. and some gloves and stuff there. And we went in, and he had his buddy Jesus Sanchez with him. was just uh, came to watch, I guess, or train with us. I don't know which, which he really came yeah. for, but he came to see it but um so we went and got gloves and he said oh let's just, just spar just hands now i've never sparred just hands in my life like i i'd always done karate and always did so you could kick and punch but but it, no big deal i didn't really think much of it it's, okay let's just um this box so now for those of you who don't know john john i think had 20 pro boxing matches uh I don't know, I think 40-some-odd kickboxing matches, pro kickboxing matches, I think 200 or so amateur fights, I think. I don't know, he, something crazy. He was on the All-Army boxing team. Like, he was, he's done a lot of, a lot of fights. Mm-hmm. A lot of, he's had a lot of training. And um, How much we, older is he than you? Like um, 10 years? Uh, I don't know. Uh, 20 or something 20? like that. No, okay. no, no. He's, 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 yeah, I think he's like 80. John, I think he's, like, he's 80 years old. <laughs> yeah, he's grandpa. We call him that. No, okay. he's, he's like eight years older than me. Okay, eight uh, years so, old, yeah. But uh, um, we, and we, we and I, I think, what, I was like 20, 28, 27 at the time? So, mm-hmm. No, 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 I was 22. 20, uh, so he was, you know, he's still not. He's like 30, maybe. Yeah, something like that, yeah. I think he fought one, one time after that, um, after that, after after me meeting him. Um, but anyway, I, yeah. I digress. And then, yeah. but, uh, so we're, we're going to go. You put the gloves on and it's just going to be boxing. We're, yeah, we're just going to be boxing. So we're going to start boxing. So we start boxing. And he's beating, he, beating the living piss out of me. Mm-hmm. Like he, I mean, he's just beating me up. Mm-hmm. Um, and we keep going and going and going. And finally, Jesus Sanchez goes, hey, man, stop. Like, come on, guys. Can we just train? Can we just work out? Like, I can't watch this anymore. Like, he, I think he just got tired of seeing me eat punches in my face. Yeah. Um, so, and, and, and he you guys got, had, unofficially, had, it was night. headgear on. and Unofficially, it was 19, 19 straight minutes of sparring. So, Whoa. So, but, it, it, and, 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 then, and then afterwards, um, we, we finished, we worked out, and then we went down house and it started raining I'd mm-hmm. ridden up there on my motorcycle mm-hmm. and he goes um, you come back tomorrow I said yeah sure mm-hmm. we train tomorrow mm-hmm. said, yeah well here take my take my truck I'm like, man that's fine I can drive my, my motorcycle it's okay it's okay so no 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 just push that in the garage take my truck and he throws me keys to a brand new truck now this is the second time I met the man mm-hmm. and, and through and you know I trained at his place for probably the next uh, you know Six, five, six, oh, six, probably six days a week. Maybe been up there six or seven days a week for the next uh, probably I think seven so or so years until we both yeah. opened. I think six or seven years until we both opened gyms. So then sometimes we're at, just at the gyms training. I see. But, but now that place is the pit. We're known as the pit. Yeah, that was the pit. Prior, yeah. At his place, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was. It was always a lot of fun, but. You know, I, I, I get what John does though now too, like because we were up there and for a long time we we have people that would come up with, oh I want to I want to train I want to do this I want that and you know they come up and we and they get it and you know they get, they get put through it I mean they get, can they take are they, how tough are they yeah and he was, I think they get evaluated times, pretty quick 
Yeah, and I think, but I think a lot of it had to do with he just, you know, he wasn't he was he wasn't charging people. It was for free. Um, and if they're going to come up there, you know, he wanted he, you know, didn't want to waste his. I don't know. If, I, I've never talked to him about it, but I didn't yeah. know if he, if he just didn't want to waste his time with people that weren't tough already, or right. want to make sure you're tough. If you're tough, then uh, I remember one guy used to come up all the time and we'd come up, and every time he'd show up, show up late, and we'd, we'd be done sparring, and John looked down, oh, Mike's here, get the gear on, we're sparring. <laughs> How does this kid keep coming back? I mean, he's, he had a big mouth, and he's, but he kept coming back. One, one, John finally goes. He's here again, man. We might have to start training this guy. <laughs> so he actually wound up fighting for us for a long time. He's a good kid. Yeah. But, uh, so, if this is the rhythm, you're just so you're just kickboxing. Then when you start training, yeah, that just, first six or seven years, you're just learning how to kickbox. I just kickboxing. Yeah. I, and you're taking just, professional I, matches. I'm taking matches. Yeah. We were taking. I was fighting wherever, doing all the, all those, all uh, anywhere they they had fights, and we'd fight. Mm -hmm. Like it was. It was it was fun fun a fun time. How many pro fights did you have kickboxing? Um, well, I I never really had I had twenty two kickboxing matches. Okay, matches. Yeah, so I, I don't know that they would have been qualified as. I, I I don't I mean I don't know we we'll could probably cut that because I mm -hmm. I don't know if they're because they were paid but we I don't know if they were I don't know if they're well, I don't know if they're fishy licenses pro I see. or not I don't yeah know, I don't know if, okay want to ask that different or something. All right. So, but that's what you're doing for the six years or so, six or seven years. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I was kickboxing. I had 22 kickboxing matches. Mm -hmm. um, I was 20 and 2 as a kickboxer. Mm -hmm. And then from there, like, it was kind of at the point where, I, you know, I put pressure on John. Like, I, like, we need to start really going and trying to make some real money doing this. We need to get bigger fights and start doing some bigger So stuff. this is all for fun? No, no, it, we, we were mean, still, we, we, were, we were fighting, trying to build up, to it, but it wasn't, it wasn't, we were making a little money here, a little money there, but it wasn't, it wasn't a big, it wasn't any, it wasn't like retiring money. It wasn't yeah. like you're going to, and I, I was bartending and, and uh, bartending and kickboxing. I was having a great time. Yeah. I, I loved it, but um, I needed, I needed, you know. Something I, more substantial. You know, I was getting pressure from my my grandma, like you know, you because you, you got a degree. A lot of I, people I, I don't know. I got a degree, uh, uh, counting concentration from Cal Poly, and they, she really yeah. wanted me to go get a real job. So I think she so was you guys need to brag your taxes done. You need your taxes done. Chuck's yeah. going to do your CPA. No, I don't know that. No, <laughs> no. but you have an accounting degree. It's I not like because you told me when you were in high school. You played football and you wrestled, and then you just did your schoolwork. I mean, you no. didn't do anything really outside of that. I mean, it was I did there that, was such I did a that, discipline. I did that really. and, and karate. Like no, the, and I karate. wanted, I wanted to. I spent. I like. I well, you know, I I, I, I hang out with my. I had friends we I'd hang out with on, on mm -hmm. the weekends. So I didn't. Yeah. I didn't drink till I was twenty one. Mm -hmm. um, so that that helped. That keeps, yeah. that keeps you out of trouble a little yeah. bit. I think. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I, I we would go out and got getting. Got a lot of fights growing up. A lot of, right. a lot of, a lot of stuff going on. But up. you were sharing a story with me. You're at Cal Poly, and you need that 400 math class, and people got to team up. And there's oh, a, yeah. they're, <laughs> they're concerned because here oh, comes the fighter, right? Oh, yeah. No, at that time, did you have the Mohawk? When when did you start um, the Mohawk? Uh, about in '92. So yes, I had the Mohawk there. But, okay. Yeah. So, um, and no, it was I was a, a 400 level uh, business class, and I'm in there and. They, you know, you come in and, they, and walk around and ask everybody what they did, they're doing, and what they're gonna do, what they're, mm -hmm. you know, oh, I had an internship with this person, I had an internship with this company, I do this, mm -hmm. I'm gonna go do this, and they're talking about, get to me, I'm like, well, you know what, um, uh, I'm gonna be a fighter, and um, I'm just finishing up because I, you know, I started this, so I wanted to finish and get my degree, so that's right, that's why I'm here. And they're like, and everyone, and first for the first project, everyone's like, uh, I don't know if I want that guy. Um, we had, team, and right? he's, not, he's not on my team. No, I don't want him. I, I mean, I I got an A in the class, so I, I got I after the first project, everyone's oh okay, he's, yeah. he's not so bad to work with. So it wasn't hard to find a. A partner then but. yeah because it's easy to get that label hey he, here's the guy with the brawn but without the brains but obviously you could oh, that, get that an a, a in your you know that was a comfort comfortable place to for people to put fighters a lot of times it's like you know you know guys want to think oh this guy's this guy's smart too like that's not yeah i, I want to have something on him he kick my butt and he's smart yeah I'm, that, I'm, that I'm, doesn't I'm, work i don't like that like, <laughs> so if if uh, John was sharing on his program and just reviewing some of it because it's great to hear your story and how 
um, your lives intersected that he said when he fought with, with you, he just knew you had it. He knew you had the toughness and what it, the tenacity, I guess, or just that factor of um, that championship quality. He sensed that in you. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I was I, I don't I didn't know what quitting was. Like, yeah. You know, it wasn't like, you know, and I I've always said it, it's it's a you know mental toughness is a it's an everyday thing. It's an all all the time thing. Yeah. You have to pra- re- reinforce it and practice it all the time. And that's just the way yeah. everything was that way when I was was growing up and being. Mm-hmm. When it came to sports, is like that mental toughness. You always have to. Yeah. You always have to do your best. You always, and I, you know, I just always say it when I walked out to a ring. Like people go, "Hey man, go go go, go kick his butt." Mm-hmm. I'd be like, "I'm gonna do my best." Mm-hmm. And and people like I people say I would say that, that that's a weird thing to say. Like you're yeah. gonna do your best. Like what's that mean? Like you know you're gonna go out there and mm-hmm. have some confidence in yourself. Mm-hmm. Not, no, that's me saying I have confidence in myself. I do my best. I'm gonna win. Yeah. I go, yeah. That's how I. That's how I feel. I. But I. If I go out and do my best performance, I'm going to win. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go out there and do my best. And that yeah. means that's yes. all you got to ask for me. That's, yeah. that's if that's all. That's all you can yeah. ask from anybody, really. So how do you get the label, the Iceman? How'd that come about? I, it's from John. John. You know, John liked to nickname people anyway. Yeah. So yeah. That, that, but so, at my, my, I think it was my fourth or fifth fight. We were in Strongbow Arena. In, this, in is Vegas. this UFC or Kick, kickboxing? No, kickboxing? Kickboxing. Okay. Kickboxing. And. I and I was had to show up and they wanted me there by five and I think I wasn't gonna there was a lot of fights on the card I wasn't gonna fight till like nine at night mm-hmm. and John says okay I'm gonna I'll come find you around eight o'clock and take wrap your hands and then we'll then we'll get warmed up and get mm-hmm. ready um, and so he comes back down around eight eight whatever starts looking for me when it's time to, to take my hands and he can't find me. Mm-hmm. He's did he leave? Like, mm-hmm. did Chuck leave? Did he go somewhere? Did, some, did anyone know where Chuck went? Like, where's he at? Yeah. And he's looking all over for me, and he find, finally finds me, and I'm curled up in a corner sleeping with my head on a tie pad. Like, just out. Like, and he's like, how are you asleep? Like, he used to say he used to get nervous before fight. Like, I'd go up and down before fights all, all the way through to the fight. Like, oh, and he couldn't believe that I was sleeping, so he started calling me the Iceman. Yeah. And it, and, it, and it stuck. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, let's take a nap and get charged up, right? Yeah. I was, I was just, hey, I, I, was, I, was, I, I, I was excited. I wanted it to happen. And I've, yeah. I feel like if I, if, I, if I go to sleep, I can, when I wake up, I'll, I'll be closer to the fight, right? It's, yeah. it's, it's ready to go. Let's go. Yeah. So. So you do your uh, kickboxing. John also said, hey, I'm, I don't really want to. You were saying, let's take this to the next level, John. Let's do something. And John's like, you know, I've been there, done that. I just, we're having fun. Let's just keep sparring. But yeah. what, what, what was the break? How did you guys get the break and make that step to where you were well, you know, now really, going to be a contender in the UFC? Well, what really happened was, uh, again, uh, it was kind of weird. That, that I didn't realize this until a couple years after I retired. That, and telling stories, people asking how he got there. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know what? Nick called me up. Nick one kick, mm-hmm. uh, Alfie and goes and Alfie's trainer, right? Mm-hmm. Calls, calls up and goes, Chuck, Alfie says you know how to wrestle. <laughs> the other time it was yeah, that you know yeah, how to fight, but yeah. this time it was you know how to, you know wrestle. how to wrestle. Do you want to do a mixed fight? <laughs> yeah. Or he said you're a pretty good wrestler. You want to do a mixed fight? Yeah. And I'm like, sure, why not? And he was having a fight at the Orleans Hotel, and it was doing it was like a Is that Vegas or yeah, in Vegas. Okay. It's in Vegas. Yeah, okay. he was having a fight at the Orleans and. It was it was before MMA was was legal, mm-hmm. so it was but it was a pancreas rule like open hand slaps and you got an appro- like somewhat approved. From what that. do you call those rules? Pancreas, like kind of oh. like the old school pancreas, where you could palm palm strike. And, but by the, by the time it, and then when you're on the ground, you can palm strike. But by the time we got to the fight, that's what he told me it was going to be. By the time we got to the fight, it got to okay, you can do open hand slaps with this part of your hand, and then when you hit the ground, it's just it's just wrestling, no no striking. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, what, I'm already here. We train. I'm, let's just do it. Let's go. And I went out, and the uh, guy was, I think, supposed to be a jiu-jitsu guy, but I, I wound up kicking him. In the, like, he never took me down. Just mm-hmm. kicked him in the head knocked him out. Mm-hmm. And a guy in the, uh, on the side goes, hey, um, hey, you want to fight in the UFC? And I'm like, yeah, sure, yeah. People talked about it, talked to me about it forever, and I was thought, oh, that would be a perfect ma- match for me, but 
how do you get in? Uh -huh. No one knew. Back then, no one knew how. They don't know how to get in. I, it was, did Dana White start that from the beginning? No, no, was, no. Oh, no, no. no, no. Okay. No. Um, he stepped in later. Yeah, I stepped oh. in later. So okay. I, and then I went, and then UFC 17, I went in as an alternate. And, uh, yeah, and I I went and fought. Uh, like 98, 97? That was 98. 98, okay. 98, yeah. And mm -hmm. uh, that, was, that was a fun one. Uh, funny, funny story from that. I got a couple funny stories from that one. It was mm -hmm. like... I get there, you know, first off, I'm on my way to go weigh in, mm -hmm. right? Um, they flew us in. That Back then, they flew you in on a Thursday to fight on a Friday. Mm -hmm. So I'm flying in, and I got to weigh in right when I get there. The weigh-ins have already started mm -hmm. when I get there. And so I'm cutting weight on the on my, my ride, my, mm -hmm. my flight, mm -hmm. and we connected to get there. So I, at the connection, I put on some plastics, and I started a plastic suit and started sweating and getting there. Yep. So now I'm sitting next to some poor, the poor guy on the plane. Sitting next to him, I don't sit there sweating next to him, doing this, you know, but whatever. Um, so, so we get there. On a commercial flight, there. you got your plastics on? Yeah, yeah. So then we go, then we, go, then we went, and uh, I went and weighed in. I go to weigh in, and, and I get to show up, and we're thinking, I made the big time, right? I'm at the UFC, it's big. I get there, and I look, and they're using a bathroom scale. And I'm not talking about, like, a digital bathroom scale. I'm but talking about, like, like the, one with the, with the little needles. Yeah. I'm going, really? <laughs> I get on there, and then I'm like, and the guy goes, um, hey, uh, is it okay? No, 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 uh, he was two pounds over. Is that all right? Mm -hmm. so, so I look at him, on that scale? <laughs> you, on that scale, are you sure? Yeah, he's fine. Okay. <laughs> yeah. you know, we'll, be, we'll be okay. It's fine. And so and then we went, so we go and we fight. Are, are and I, you beat, up, I beat him. Are I you up to 220 at that time? Are you that uh, big? I was 215. 215, yeah. So right there, And we're fighting 200. We yeah. 199 back then. Okay. And he, he um, but he, so, so we go, and I beat him. And then mm -hmm. I'm the alternate, right? So I want to get in the tournament because we got a thousand bucks to show up, right? But we got ten thousand if you took second, and twenty thousand if you took first. So oh, yeah. just getting back into the tournament makes me ten grand more, and then mm -hmm. win it, and then I get I get another fight. This is win the first it, shot at big money, right? Yeah, first yeah. shot at that at anything more than a, probably a grand or two grand here yeah. and there. Mm -hmm. um, and so I'm, I'm excited. So, but uh, and I. Dan Henderson's in the back, and I know him. And, and the first first round of the, the tournament, he, he won, but he got his leg was beat up from getting leg kicked, right? And he's asking me, "So what do you do for this? What you know?" This, how? I'm like, you know, I, I think you probably shouldn't fight. You should probably just save, <laughs> just it, save it for another day. Because you're, you're the yeah, alternate. I'm the alternate. I'm like, yeah, you, you should save it for another day, bro. Like, a, you know, another time. But he. he he did, and then he went out and won the won the thing. He, he did the right thing, but I, I couldn't resist. I had to try. Yeah. Like I was, I wanted to fight. So, so you didn't make it in. So I didn't make it in, but but you know, I fell in love with the sport, and that's yeah. You know, you got your foot in the door there. Yeah, and just and that that was it. That was. Yeah. So if that's UFC 17, are you going back for 18? How did how did it begin no, to progress? Did uh, it take some I, time? I went and fought. I fought I, next. I fought in in Brazil. Oh, in Brazil. And then and then I got a. Uh, then I then I fought fought again in the UFC, mm -hmm. and then um, and then uh, I fought a couple more times. And I, I wound up hooking up with Dana actually as a manager. Okay. Um, and he he managed me and uh, uh, fought. Oh, and, well, finally, I, and actually turned down the the next deal that the UFC offered me because mm -hmm. it was it was like one and one. One thousand to show, one thousand to win. Two thousand to show, two thousand to win, and three thousand to show, three thousand to win. And Dana's like, "What's he gonna do with that? Yeah. So that's a year contract. Like it was yeah. an exclusive year contract with the UFC. Right. Like a, yeah. that's not gonna happen." Yeah. Um, and so I, I went up fighting somewhere else. So I went fighting I, uh, IFC, mm -hmm. and then then I got a contract after that with the UFC. It was a lot bigger. So a lot better. A lot better contract, and, and uh, he was able to work that out for me. So when did you get your first shot at the title? You go back to um, takes oh. you a few years and you well, get it takes, it takes a while. I got, I got my first shot to get uh, ranked. I mean, you have well, to right. Well, you just keep fighting, find different people, and you know, I had some yeah. big wins, and then um, then I was supposed to fight Tito, and then he, he was he the champ at that time? Uh, yeah, he was yeah. the champ at that time, and then he he decided he he said we were too good of friends to fight, and we yeah. had all that stuff, but yeah. uh, we'll another time. Um, he uh, yeah so. We wound up, he, he wouldn't fight me, then we didn't fight, and then I got a fight for an interim title against Randy Couture, and um, I lost that fight, and and that was, you know, that was a, a pretty, uh, like, 
it hit me pretty hard because I, I was pretty. I was pre- more upset about letting Tito off the hook than I was of losing to Randy because mm-hmm. Randy's a tough, tough guy, great fighter, and, and he, he beat me that day. So mm-hmm. it is what it is. Yeah. And but I was more upset that I let Tito off the hook. Like mm-hmm. you know, he doesn't might not have, ne- might never have to fight me. Yeah. Because so, you took Randy's fight and lost. And, yeah, so. and then he wound up fighting Randy. He found out to fight Randy losing, and then having to fight me, and, and got knocked out. But mm-hmm. that's that's a long, full story. But yeah, yeah. There's some of the fighters that you faced a lot, right? Who who'd you fight the most? Did you fight Tito the most, or Randy? Oh, yeah, or? Randy was Randy was the most. Uh, yeah. Well, now now both I well, if you count the, th- the 2018 fight, uh, uh, both Tito was three times and Randy was. Three times. Three times. And so what was your record with Randy three times? The first time? Two and one. Two and one. And then two and one. And then, okay. So you beat Tito twice, and he beat you once. Yeah. And then, Um, who's the, uh, somebody like this, uh, Wanderlei Silva, um, tough guy compared to some of the other guys? Oh, he's he's, he's tough, man. He's, he's, He's got... He's one of those guys. He's, he keep coming at you. He's got, he's, knows, he's got no quit in him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's, he's got a tough guy. He's gonna keep fighting and fighting. So yeah, yeah, that was a fun fight. So, the four things that you really need as a UFC fighter: MMA. This is the the new thing, right? You got to be you got to be a wrestler. You got to have wrestling. Wrestling, yep. You have to have jujitsu, or yeah, you know, so, uh, submission holds. Yeah, so so basically how, the yeah, yeah, how, some ground ground fighting, right? Kind of ground fighting. So, and wrestling is takedown, like judo wrestling. Yeah, any I consider that 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 part of part of it being anything getting you from your feet to the ground. Okay. Or, or getting yeah, because most people think of wrestling, but this basically takedown, get up. That's, yeah, that's what. And, that's and, wrestling. And I consider the rest of wrestling, which is part of wrestling too, but on the ground and getting out and getting back up and all that stuff has to do with jujitsu or or ground fighting. Different yeah. styles you can call it whatever you want. Mm-hmm. I guess martial arts. You can call it however, whatever you want. Right. It's just that. And then, you, and then they're striking. They're striking, hands and feet, knees, hands anything. And feet. Yeah. And then, then uh, I mean, other than that, you got. I mean, then there's other stuff. Think conditioning, right? Conditioning. So. You got to be in shape. You got to be in great shape. And then there's that intangibles, you know, athletic ability. Mm-hmm. You know, um, there's you know some guys are freak, freak, freak athletes. You know, someone being able to take a punch. Like some, there's yeah. everybody's ability to take a punch is. Like, like just raw ability to take a punch is different. Yeah, you know how, who can like some guys you get him hit him head with a with a brick and they still keep coming. Yep. And like I mean I think that helped me in the beginning of my career. You hit me in the head with a brick and I still keep coming. Mm-hmm. Um, and then but then other guys you know you you don't you barely hit them. And like other guys not not in, usually doesn't happen in fighting. You don't see see too many of them. But you see guys that you don't have to hit them too hard to to rock them or yeah. get them hurt. So. Mm-hmm. Everybody, and it's it's all different for everybody. But that that's stuff that you can't, you really can't change. I mean, you learn how to, how to absorb punches, how to get, how to not get hit, how to right. be def- defensive. And most people are somewhere in the middle anyway. So yeah. you have to just get better at not getting hit. Yeah. And different ways of fighting. But so you were sharing with me that you just took the the best of those three things. You know. Yeah. Well, and for me, explain that. How one how, of the one of the things when I got into the sport. Was you know was everybody was coming in with one usually with one thing and one discipline one discipline and having to learn the other two like the three, so people would come in like a, they're a good, great wrestler and they have to learn striking and, and ground fighting yep. and submissions yeah um, when they come in with a, they're a good striker and they got to learn how to stop takedowns or or, mm-hmm. or jujitsu or mm-hmm. and, and ground fighting mm-hmm. so and, and one of the things that I, advantages I had coming in is I was a I was a wrestler. And, and a kickboxer, right. and then I had to learn submissions. And one of the things that when I got in that position was I really concentrated on. Uh, I started learning jujitsu. Uh, John Lewis is my first first jujitsu coach, mm-hmm. and I used to work with him and and Scott Adams. I worked with him a lot. We were training, learning, learning mm-hmm. together, learning jujitsu together. Mm-hmm. Um, and the the thing that that we really did. Um, was concentrated on just for me was concentrated on getting getting out of bad positions, mm-hmm. staying out of submissions, and getting back to my feet, because I felt on my feet at that point was especially since I started in fight. I mean, I was really starting fighting in the UFC mm-hmm. at the top level of the fighting game, and so I, I, I really wanted. I 
the best place I could finish a fight was standing on my feet knocking people. I had, I had knockout power with both hands. I I'd kick out, kick knockouts. I, I'm good at, I could kick hard. I kicked hard. I was a good, good kicker. Because um, your record was, I mean, how many knockouts? Because you had like... Um, I think I had 13 between the UFC and, and Pride. Okay. Um, yeah. And then I, I, I might have had a couple. I'd have to look at my yeah. record. I, right. I, funny thing is, everyone asks me all the time. I, you know, uh, I don't really look I at my record. I knocked out a lot of guys. <laughs> I, I, I don't look at it a lot, but... Um, yeah. Um, yeah, but so I, 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 had a, I just really concentrated on learning, learning how, how to get out and stand, how to stand back and get to my feet and, mm -hmm. and, and concentrate on that like 30%, 25-30% of yeah. jiu-jitsu and I didn't spend a lot of time on <laughs> submissions or, or not. I learned, I wanted to learn them, I just didn't, I didn't think I had time to get slick enough at them to catch, catch good people. Yeah. Um, so, you know, but I... That's still one of my favorite things to do is, is learning jiu-jitsu and then getting better and better at yeah. at jiu-jitsu. And I still still. So did you did you submit very many people? Because mainly it was no. about getting. An, that wasn't how you went. You were no. You I, were had, I had knock. one submission. You were a striker. I, a striker, yeah. And did you have to tap out? Did some, you know, anybody get you in a submission that you? Uh, had I got. To get? I got. I know. I I got. Uh, I got an arm try. Uh, arm bar. Stopped, stopped in an arm triangle. Like a, well, mm -hmm. they stopped. <laughs> I still argue that, that they stopped the fight with Jeremy Horn the first one. Um, they said I went out before the bell. Oh, okay, in a chokehold. Oh, and it was an arm triangle. I didn't know what he was doing. Like at that time, I just didn't know what an arm triangle was. I didn't right. think he had anything. I just and there, honestly, I think if I'd known that there, if, that, if there was more time, I wouldn't have let him sink it in. Yeah. As far because I thought there was ten seconds left. They didn't have anything. He had my arm in there. So I'm like, oh, I'm now just sit here and wait. <laughs> yeah. We had overtime after this. There's like yeah. an overtime, and I'm like, oh, I'll just wait. Yeah. And um, you went out. And I, I, and they say, well, my, my argument is, if I went out before the bell, yeah. why didn't you stop it before the bell? Right. I yeah. didn't make a move until after the bell. I see. So, but it, yeah. it, it is what it is. Yeah. We, we got, we got, I got a rematch with him and yeah. one, so it's okay. Your most memorable fight? Um, memorable. Ooh. Toughest, yeah, no, it's a tough. Or, I mean, uh, the toughest thing with that with with that is like I, I go. I usually if I have to default to one, it was. I think um, the Randy, the second one because I, I I got to avenge a loss and I got the title. Yeah. After it was right after doing the show, so there's a lot of build up to it. Um, I mean, a close second would be probably the the. I mean, I, it's between the second, the third Randy fight because that proven that that second one wasn't a fluke. And and the first uh, Tito fight, just mm -hmm. because I, you know I was proven I would do to him what I what I said I would. Right, you and know. you you felt like that had been being dodged for a long time, yeah, and, you, yeah, and it finally happened. I could make it happen, and I got to end it the way. Yeah, I knew I could. Yeah, yeah. So, what changes in a in a person's life? Now you're now the champ of the world. I mean, you're the heavyweight champ. Light heavyweight. Uh, light light heavyweight. Yes. Um, what, what happens? Um, yeah, what goes on the side of you? You know, you everybody know. That's, that that they'd want to sit where Chuck is. You're holding up the belt. You've just won the UFC you know, light I, heavyweight championship. I, you know, it's it's one of those things. I think you figure out later in life. It's like, um, I, and don't get me wrong, I I do it again. I I love doing it, and I yeah. I love doing it. But you know, at at some point, you figure like there's got to be something more. You know, because yeah. it's uh, one of those things where you. Um, I mean, it, 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 it's enough for, for a little, I don't know how long does it last. Right? People yeah, always ask me, how long, how, long, how, long, how, long, how long does that excitement last that yeah. you won that? Like a week? Mm -hmm. Two weeks? Yeah. A, a month? A day? Yeah. How many? You know, I mean, because right away you're going, you're looking for your next challenge, right? Like, yeah. Like you're, that's how yeah. you're built. Like, I, I think yeah. I, being a fighter and being an athlete, I think you're looking, you're always kind of, you're always kind of looking to the next challenge. I mean, Okay, I proved I proved I can do that. Uh, I think maybe I can do this. Yeah. I mean, that's just like uh, any of these, like, uh, like watching the Pro BMX or mm -hmm. any of these offer. They're seeing their whatever you want to watch them do it, this trick, mm -hmm. this crazy trick that they want. Yeah. Well, maybe I can make it. Maybe I can do it twice. Yeah. Maybe I can do. Yeah. Maybe I can do. I can flip once, but well, maybe I can flip twice. Like maybe I can do this. Maybe I, it's yeah. like there's always that. What's next? What's you know? next? And like, and eventually, I, I, mean, I don't know. I guess you run out of. Yeah. So, you know, we we're fast forward. You've retired. You're 50 years old. You're the former uh, light heavyweight champion of the world. 
and it's 2020, and things shut down, and and you get invited to go to a, a, a Bible study. Most people wouldn't really think of, you know, if I think of Chuck Liddell. Chuck, well, you got well, any spiritual I, background? I, I, well, my mom, uh, the Sunday school teacher for a little bit, and my okay. mom, well, mom, we went to church every Sunday. We, okay. we were, what kind of church, church. you know? Uh, Episcopalian. Episcopalian? Yeah. Okay. So yeah, we, went to we, we went to church regularly. Um, but o- that, I mean, always had a faith in God, generally? Always, always in general, yeah. I always believed, you know, I believed in God. I, mean, mm-hmm. my, I never really delved into it very much. I never really mm-hmm. got into it a lot. And um, I mean, I don't know where to start with all this. But, you know, I, I just, you know, it was one of those things, like, I really hadn't... It, Oh, how do I start this? Like, oh. so that, that so that I didn't actually get invited to that Bible study. Okay, my you, wife, you straightened it my up. Wife, you my wife, my wife, my wife got invited uh, to a friend's house for a Bible study. Okay, and she really didn't. So they were like getting ready to leave, and I'm I was actually cooking a vegan uh, lasagna for her. Like I was putting it together, getting uh, I'm doing preparing it and yeah. getting ready to, to put it in that oven. And she's going, oh, I'm going to go up and, and go to this Bible study uh, Joy invited me to. And I'm like, um, well, I'll, I'll come. I mean, I, I'll come when I'm done. Can I come up when I'm done? Like, she's like, oh, you don't have to come. You don't have to. You don't have to do that. And I, so I'm like, I'll come. I'll, I'll be up there. I'll just come up and say hi. I'll, I'll, so I put in a, put in my lasagna. I let them go up, and I came up. I put in my lasagna. I came up, and I'm, I come and I'm sitting down in a big room, and everyone's, you know, they're doing it with Rodney, and I don't know if you know, know the people, but they're all doing their Bible study thing. And you know, come and they, they came to ask me something, and and oh, um, my wife jumped. Oh no, he he's not a believer. He's just here to. I'm like, I was like, what, what, what do you mean, <laughs> huh? Like, and I was confused, and I got like I kind of didn't want to argue in front of everybody. Like, yeah. I was, I'm like, okay, let's kind of let it go. And Joey was talking about it afterwards, and um, and we we like, and I'm like, look, I'm trying to explain. Like, I I've been a believer my whole life. I grew up that way. That's mm-hmm. I don't know what you're. Mm-hmm. Trying. She, well, so you'll take Jesus into your life, and right now, like, she got all excited, and I'm like, um, yeah, um, I, I I'm trying to say I have, I always have. I don't know why. I'm not sure what what's going on, but yeah, sure. If that, yeah, <laughs> no, I just I'm okay. Yes, I take take Jesus and. and into my into my heart right now and yeah. let's do it. Yeah. And and then they, you know, and and then I, I kind of went home and I started talking to my wife. Like, what do you mean? Like, no, you don't. You don't. No, you don't believe. I, you and uh, you, you used to you know you give those people a hard time when they come up and talk to you and you do this. And I'm like, I, like you know, like I get the because you get the people come up and they're like trying to. I, I guess I don't know how to put it, but that born again mm-hmm. kind of like yeah. that, that you know coming from a bad somewhere place and they they're trying to present you know God to people right and I kind of took I'd always they talked to me like I needed to be saved and like I always took that offense to that and you know it, it actually took me a while I was actually on a men's retreat with, 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 um, with my Bible group yeah. when I actually really realized that I you know I was really kind of a not a nice person I was not being a nice person to them and I always, I always thought, you know, I just took an offense that they were that these people that obviously have done a lot of bad things in their life and made a lot of bad decisions, and they're trying to t- t- tell me that I need to find Jesus mm-hmm. when I, I know more about the Bible and I know more about it than they do. So I got all, you know, yeah. like, and so I just would kind of be rough on them. But my wife read that as I was anti Christian, Christian, anti yeah. like believer. religion, yeah. anti believer. Yeah. And I'm like, huh. Well, that, that's not good. Mm-hmm. You know, I, and I kind of realized like I, I really should have been. You just help them. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to be not so abrasive with this. You want to, you know, talk to people. Come, come with a little, little more grace, a little more. Yes. You know, you little kind of share, share a little more, share a little bit softer. You know, you don't have to be so <laughs> rough and, and and not and for me, just not to be just such a jerk. Yeah. Really, is what I really needed not to be, but yeah. I really hadn't realized it till all the way till till and this is a lot after I started doing stuff. Um, so anyway, so you know, I'm talking about I'm like, and I'm still and like it, it, it took it took me a while, like, and it's still like she still wasn't convinced, and I think it, it took me quite a while to convince her. Like, and she's like really surprised because Rodney asked me if I'd 
join his, uh, uh, it was a Zoom group at the time okay. for, for uh, on their uh, a Bible, well, I don't know if you call it a Bible study, they read a book. Yeah, uh, it was a Christian book, Christian and, book and, and then you read, talk about a chapter. And talk about each chapter each yeah. week, and, 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 and everyone kind of goes through um, talking about being a disciple and going through, and, and kind of, and, you know, I, I kind of realized that, yeah, I really was kind of doing the, check my box, I'm Christian, I'm good. Mm-hmm. I hadn't been to church in a long, I don't know, I've been mm-hmm. a couple of times over the last 10 years. You yeah. know, I've been yeah. here and there. I, I go I'm probably the next last 20 years, mm-hmm. I've been a couple of times. Mm-hmm. There's just been a few. Um, and so I started doing those groups, and then, uh, you know, uh, Joy invited us to God Speak, and, mm-hmm. and I, I wound up, we wound up coming, and it was, I think it was a week before they were going to find everybody we're right. coming the next week, and we said, "Okay, we'll be here the next week." Yeah. Uh, really? They're, they're going to be like that? Okay, we'll be here. Yeah. We'll see you next week. <laughs> you know, so we've been here. Uh, we, we've been here whenever we've been in town since. Sure. So, um, yeah. But yeah, I, I, and I, and you know, funny thing, I, I was talking about even after that, I was talking to my mom. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, call her up. Yeah. She's like, "You're a ch- what are you doing? You're a church?" Really? <laughs> your mom's. I'm your like, mom's shocked. Well, what? <laughs> Like, I'm like, I'm obviously not putting off what I want to put off to people. And I, I really don't. And I, and I don't really, because uh, I'm not, I guess I, I've never been one for pushing my, and I think pushing my beliefs on people, but it's like one of those things where, like, I think, I think, I, I think the other thing was just, I was just checking, like, I just being, too casual about it. I just it's kind of checking the box, like you said, just checking the box and just you know, yeah. oh, I'm good, I'm saved, and sure. I'm good. I don't have to do anything. I don't have to. Yeah. I don't have to do anything else. I don't have to, I, you know, as long as I, as long as I believe, as long as I believe, I'm good, right? Yeah. So I'm, I'm, and uh, yeah, and I think that's one of the things uh, I, I really like. The group I go to is one of the best things I do all week. You know, it just kind of helps me. Yeah. And it's been helping me work through my, work through how you know. Helping people, you know, and it's, it's 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 a nice nice feeling, you know. Yeah, amen. So, what's next for Chuck? What's Chuck see in his future? Sounds like you might start a cooking program. You were cooking vegan lasagna, so I can see you totally bringing the Chuck Liddell kitchen to people's I, living room. What do you think? I, 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 don't, know, I don't know about that. I, I, I try and I like cooking. I, you know, yeah. it's, it's something I used to do with my mom when I was a kid. Once a week, we'd cook up like a thing out of a out of a meal, out of a cookbook cookbook thing, yeah. and, and I do it, and that was always fun. So I, I think I, I I still like you know looking up looking up recipes and yeah. trying to make stuff that's yeah. halfway decent. Um, but you know, I think a lot of it. I mean, I mean, the funny thing is, right before uh, all of this happened uh, back in December, I was at a Tony Robbins thing when I was thinking about what what I can do to, and I really wanted to start reaching people that mm-hmm. with uh, and because you know so many people tell me how I changed their life and I don't really understand how that how, how I helped them but if I mm-hmm. did I, I'm I'm glad I did you mm-hmm. know if I made their life better in some way and if I can help people like you know understand how to how to be nicer to each other or mm-hmm. be how to be better versions of themselves mm-hmm. you know I, I would love to do that and so mm-hmm. I had already started working on doing more speaking tours and stuff, more t- more mm-hmm. of a fan experience, speaking tours. So there, there are a lot of fan stuff, fan stories, and I, uh, yeah. know, the wild ride and the yeah. crazy, crazy life that I had. And 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 then, but I definitely will include, you know, where where I ended up and where yeah. where my feelings are now, and 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 helping people, uh, you know, helping people, you know, uh, lead better lives. You know, yeah, uh, okay. hopefully. Yeah. You know, the desire to give back and to uh, invest in people and yeah, I'm trying to help help, you help people out and and you know and and get people keep people going. Yeah, well, I think that's the natural progression when uh, is that we find because we're really looking at for meaning and purpose. All of us are looking for significance, and when we see we can help someone, it's really rewarding to say, hey, you know, I was able to, you know, minister, even though, like you said, you're surprised how their their responsiveness that you changed their life, and you're like, oh, wow, I didn't know that. Yeah, and, and, and I think, and, and I think at, at some point, I kind of feel like now it's, it's kind of, I feel like it's more important, and it's more something that, I, that I'm more driven to do, mm-hmm. you know, and, and driven to make that change for people, yeah. and make them, um, you know, uh, uh, offer them 
you know, something, something to, you know, to push forward with. Yeah. Amen. All right. Well, we're out of time. Chuck, thanks so much. What a blast just to hear your story. And uh, uh, we've been friends for a short time, but I really love hanging out with you and uh, love, enjoy your wife, Heidi, and the three beautiful kids you have. Danica, Charlie, and Gwen, and just uh, what a beautiful family you have. And uh, uh, people see Chuck maybe as a fighter, but they don't know him as a husband and a dad and loves his kids, and what a, what a blessing. So, hey, we want to uh, send you off with a blessing from Numbers chapter 6, verse 24 through 26. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. God bless you. We uh, enjoyed episode 250 with Chuck Liddell hearing his story as he uh, started his childhood in Santa Barbara and ended up here at the round table at the Fireside Chat. God bless you guys. See you next time. God bless you guys.